Good morning, people. I just landed in your town. Welcome to the podcast. That's number one on your drunk dial list. Hashtag just saying. <laughs> oh, boy. I'm still sick. <laughs> in case you can't tell. I'm still me. Yeah. Well, I'm Tara. And I'm Superman. No. <laughs> I was Spider-Man last week. I'm Superman this week. Well, <laughs> I'm whatever, still Sean. Whatever pays the bills, Sean. Whatever pays the bills. Oh goodness, I'm gonna. Uh, we're gonna get. We have business. We're gonna get right down to business. What you, you said? Are you ready for business? <laughs> I'm ready for business. Taking care of business. Working overtime. <laughs> okay. Is that I, Freedom Rock? Well, turn it up, man. <laughs> Dirty fucking hippies in your trailer park. <laughs> uh, okay. I finally, finally saw Black Panther this week. Yay. I know. Because Infinity War comes out in like three weeks. You gotta be ready. Oh, yeah. So I was like, I need to see Black Panther now. I need to do it. Yep. So do... Uh, I actually have something on Black you Panther. You have something on Black Panther? Yes. All right, well, let me do my... Um, yeah, you do yours first. Let me do my quick... Uh, this is not going to be popular at all. Um, I just thought it was okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I know a lot of people loved it. They were like, it's the best. <laughs> um, I just thought it was okay. I thought... Tab and I thought it was good. I thought it, I thought it moved kind of slow. For a Marvel movie, I thought that the action was kind of minimal. The effects were good, um, and the the cinematography were, were great. It's yep. a lovely film. But? Um, but? <laughs> it's, um, I just thought it was okay. Second. Yeah. Now, this is not, this is totally not a spoiler. I have no... Inside information at all. But I'm going to tell you how I feel. Oh, get ready, people. Yeah. Get ready. A few, I think it's like a month ago, we had done an episode and I discussed uh, what I thought, uh, like conspiracy theories surrounding the Infinity War movie and what I I thought was going to happen. Mm -hmm. I now have... A new opinion. Well, lay it on us. I shall. <laughs> because... Quarry minds want to know. It's basically been confirmed somebody's going to die. Right? Why won't you die? Why won't you die? Now, there, there's going to be another Avengers movie probably next year. Right. And they are withholding Boom. the title of the movie because they say the title of that movie will be a spoiler for this movie. Oh, you jerks. <laughs> I know. And somebody tweeted, tweet, tweet, tweet. Now, the Russo brothers are the guys who are directing parts one and two, or the first and second film. Mm-hmm. And somebody tweeted to them that withholding the title of the movie makes me scared. <laughs> and they wrote to that person back and said, you should be. <laughs> and I went, son of a bitch, wow. you're trolling. Hardcore trolling. Hmm. So it makes it interesting. Here is my new theory 
I now have a small handful of characters that I think are going to die. Um, I think Captain America is going to die. Hmm. We have discussed a few times on this show. Maybe that, that's why he's leaving. That Chris Evans is basically like, I'm probably done. His contract is up. Mm-hmm. I think I think all roads are leading to Captain America dying. He has to act like he's kind of backing out. Yeah. So it doesn't give anything away. Right. Yeah. We see what we see what you're doing. I see. We now we'll see you. If they want to go big on shock, <gasps> it will be Robert Downey Jr. <laughs> I know. I'm like, it's either going to be Robert Downey or Captain America. Both their contracts are up. So I'm like, I don't know what the fuck's mm. going to happen. I think... So I, I'm, I'm putting those two as possibilities. I think... It's very likely that Hawkeye will die because nobody gives a fuck about Hawkeye. Like Aquaman. Like he's the Aquaman <laughs> of the Avengers. He is. He's the Aquaman of the Avengers. Nobody <laughs> gives a fuck about Hawkeye. He's not on one poster. No. My fear, though, and I've, I fear this, and I'm really, really upset about it, is the possibility of Loki dying. And I'm like, no, because <laughs> Thor Ragnarok was an awesome movie. His character did an awesome turn. And now I'm like, no. he's going to die. He's going to die. That will be his comeuppance for all the shitty shit that he did. Mm. I'm just like, oh. So Marvel uh, did a new little teaser on Instagram. Like, hey, you guys ready? It's only a few more weeks, blah, blah, blah. I made a comment. If Loki dies, we riot. And people started liking it. They're like, yes, we're going to riot if he dies. Oh, these days, people look for any reason to riot now. Oh, I was just kidding, actually. I'm Actually? Actually. But. They will take it serious these days. Oh, I know. I know. I know. So that's my theory. Now I got that all off my chest. I was burdened with this this week because I was sitting there going, oh, I feel like it's going to be Captain America. And I'd be fine if Captain America died. I have no emotional attachments to Captain America. And I love the fact that during this whole thing, mm-hmm. with some of my reactions, like, yep, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love how I did that, as if I knew something. <laughs> I never watched any of these. Oh, Sean. They're fun movies. They're fun movies. So I'll shut up about that now, because I'm sure a lot of people are like, we don't give two shits about that. <laughs> there's, there's a lot of the Marvel movies I never really got into, or yeah. at, at least yet. The Iron Man's good. I really like the Iron Man's. Um, I think Robert Downey was the perfect choice for that. Yep. Don't be mean. What? <laughs> He's probably litigious. <laughs> he walked Wait. out on an interview when the, when the interviewer started asking him about his, his past. His past, mm. and he was like, "Yeah, we're done." And he like <laughs> on the next day he walks out. I'm like, "Oh shit! Don't piss off Robert Downey Jr." He'll just look at you like, two shits. So, yeah, mic drop. Now, I'm going to tell this other story. I had a very stressful day today. Hmm. I had one, Oh, I'm sorry, you got this. Um, yeah, I almost forgot myself. You almost my arm was over it. All right, well, you can, you can tell this story because my, my just a stupid little thing. Just a quick thing about Black Panther. 
Came across an article saying Black Panther to break Saudi Arabia's 35-year cinema ban. Ooh. Yeah. Of all movies to break the ban. <laughs> Black Panther is set to break Saudi Arabia's 35-year cinema plan- ban. Yeah, no shit. I just said that. Ooh. So they use the same title as the first line. Disney. Boo! And Disney. No. <laughs> Disney and its Middle East distribution partner, Italian. I want to say it right. Italia Film mm-hmm. will be releasing the Marvel superhero blockbuster April 18th in a new AMC branded movie theater in, I don't know, the town with a premiere. And a spokesman said this. <laughs> <laughs> I love John's thing. It's going to be in a town, in a theater, and a spokesman said it. <laughs> That is my way. Sean's of, giving you all the bullet points. That's my way of rearranging what is said here. Okay. Black Panther Bow will mark the first public screening in the kingdom since movie theaters were banned in the early 1980s after Saudi Arabia adopted religious standards in 1979. Removal of the ban announced last December is part of a drive by Crown Prince Mohammed bin Salon at Transformed Saudi Society. That's a lot to say in one sentence. Indeed. Uh, Black Panther in the new Saudi era will be in a uh, luxurious cinema in a building originally intended to be for a symphony concert hall. The facility has more than 600 leather seats. Nice. On orchestra and balcony levels and marble bathrooms. Ooh. Ooh, they're going all out. You can piss and shit in style. Yeah, baby. Jeez. <laughs> AMC Entertainment, which is owned by the Chinese... Uh, I don't know. Company? A Chinese company? We'll say that. Expecting to open up to 40 cinemas in Saudi Arabia within five years and up to 100 theaters in Saudi Arabia by the year 2030. Fantastic. Yay. Good for them, though. <laughs> After all Good these years, them. fuck the band. Oh, boy. We want to see Black Panther. I guess. Give me Black guess. Panther, motherfucker. So today, mm-hmm. I get to work. Boo! As usual, yeah. And um, it was just a really weird vibe. They laid a couple people off yesterday. Boo! And layoffs are never fun. No. I mean, unless you want to be laid off, but who wants that, really? And, um... Somebody that want to get hired just to get fired. I guess. <laughs> and then, uh, my my boss comes over and asks me what I do, which... <laughs> I work. Is, which is, well, it's a very, it's a, a very throwing statement, because you would think that your boss would know what you do. Especially when they've been there as long as they have. Yes. So I kind of, she took me by surprise, so I was just like, I do work. (laughs) I was like, I do whatever you tell me to do. Like, I was trying to be affable. And she's like, oh, okay. And then she says this. She goes, so you do the enrollment? I said, yeah. And she goes, and you help out here? And I said, yeah. And she goes, oh, okay. And then she says, well, that just makes it easier. And walks Mm -hmm. away. Okay. And I went, pardon? (laughs) Pardon? Make what easier? 
Huh? Yeah, I was Scooby doing it. Hmm? Mine was from Home Improvement. Ruh-roh. <laughs> so I walked over to my supervisor and I said, um, hey. <laughs> I said, she just asked me what I do. And she hey, said, you? Yeah. And she goes, yeah, she's asking everybody. And I said, oh, okay. Well, that makes it better. Mm-hmm. And I said, um, what's going on? And she said, I don't know. And then she goes, something bad's going to happen. And I went, oh, what do you? What did you hear? And she's like, I haven't heard anything. I just feel like something bad's going to happen. And I was like, oh, Oh, she shit. knows something. She, I, maybe. Maybe. She knows something. So maybe I was not like, a lot, but she knows something. So I was like, oh, this isn't good. So then I said what she had said. I said, well, she said that makes it easier. I said, what would she mean by that? And she goes, oh, I don't know. I said, oh. So I said, I'm dead. I'm dead in the water. <laughs> so then I went back to my cubicle. I started texting Jay. I'm like, I think I'm going to be laid off. And he's like, no. <laughs> and then he goes, well, you don't want to work there. Don't make me there. go down there. Yeah, I know. And then he goes, well, you don't want to work there forever, do you? And I was like, well, no, but I need to pay bills. Yep. And he's like, but if you get laid off, you can focus on, you know, the podcast and the radio show and all this other stuff. And I said, well, yeah, but... I got to supplement my income. Yes. Yeah, you get it. So he's like... As hard as you're trying, nothing's paying us right now. Yeah, I know. So he goes, well, aren't you tired of working for everybody else when you want to work for yourself? And I said, well, yeah, who wouldn't? And on the show, I've made pleas to people to sponsor us. We still haven't heard from Michael Bivens. (laughs) You haven't gotten anything from Halls yet. I know. I'm still using that product, too. Despite the fact that they dissed me. So, yeah. anyway, so I went through, like, it was like the range of emotions of grief. It was yeah. like, first I was, like, panicked. Then I was, like, okay. Then I was just in acceptance. And then I was just like, you know what, bring it on. <laughs> By the end of the day, I was like, this might be my last day. And I was like, I don't care, I don't care anymore. <laughs> I was just, I was so angry because I'm like, you know what, if you know... That something like that is going to happen, and you don't give people, like, any kind of inclination or anything, you're a piece of shit. Yeah. Because you know what? If you and I, and everybody else out there, if you wanted to leave your job, (laughs) they would like you to give two weeks' notice. However, they don't want to give you any notice (laughs) when they're getting rid of you. Courtesy works both ways, my friend. Did you bring a slip? Yeah, I know. I want you out of five. Yeah. <laughs> it was like I was walking by. Get this, the stepping. I was walking by this girl's desk and yesterday, and she goes, oh, bye forever, Tara. And I was like, what? <laughs> and she goes, yeah. And I was like, today's your last day? And she goes, yeah. And I said, oh, that sucks. She goes, yeah. Does it have to be forever? And then she goes, well, she we're- someone you like? We're actually friends on social media. So. Well, see, it's not forever. It's No, no. She can see my tomfoolery. Online, whenever she wants. Despite all that Facebook crap that's going on. Yeah, no. So then she goes, I said, well, because I assume she had another job or something. So I was like, oh, did you get hired somewhere else or something? She said, no. They just told me it was it was my last day. And I said, when did you learn this? <laughs> and she goes, 45 minutes ago. <laughs> well, fucking A. <laughs> it's like, oh, so they told you what, at lunchtime? <laughs> Caught her on a break. Enjoy your break. <laughs> By the way, you'll be on break forever. <laughs> Enjoy your forever break. 
From a distance. From a distance. I have um, this like uh, soft rock type playlist on my <laughs> Spotify that I created. And that song is on there. It came up twice this week. Every time it comes up. Because I put it on there just for laughs. Yeah. Because we do it as a joke. So, But every time it comes up, I laugh and then I skip it. <laughs> so I'm like, ha, ha, ha. Click. <laughs> Tragedy came up twice also. Mm. Just in the past two days. It came up yesterday and then today. I was like, tragedy. <laughs> so I'm just sitting there going, damn, some the universe is trying to tell me something. <laughs> tragedy keeps coming up. Wow. Yeah. Tragedy from a distance. Tragedy from a distance. <laughs> I like that. That might be the title. Yes, I'm writing that down right mm. now. Yes. <laughs> so I'm in a world of acceptance. Tragic. If I if I lose my job, what can I do? If I lose my job, I figure I'll just pour myself into these projects because I'll have all kinds of free time. Mm-hmm. Maybe collect some unemployment <clears throat> or something. Although unemployment doesn't pay dick. No, they don't. They don't. They don't pay you enough to live. No, they don't. They don't. Well, I mean, they don't <laughs> want you on it. That's the problem. And like, you can only have this for a little while. We're only going to be a small portion of what you made. Mm-hmm. And tough. Be happy you're getting that. Yeah. All right. So we got, we got, we got stuff. We got some stuff. So <clears throat> you want to do a thing or do you want me to do a thing? I'll start. You'll do a thing? Since we recently had an April Fool's. Yeah. I came across a list of April Fool's pranks that, that were on the internet this year. Okay. I'm just going to pick and choose because this list is like six pages long. These are really long pages. (laughs) (laughs) So they're in uh, different little categories. So I'll just do a couple from each one. Tech company pranks. Uh, Fitbit is not launching a dating app. Ah, that'd be hilarious. (laughs) Would you lose 10 pounds? Hey, somebody might find you attractive now. I'm sorry. I'm laughing at that much harder than I should. (laughs) If you run 20 miles that way, then somebody might want to date you. (laughs) They're down there. Go get them. Yeah. Uh, Netflix hasn't acquired the personal autonomy of Seth Rogen. Ew. Uh, Roku hasn't introduced socks that work as a remote control. Why would they? <laughs> That's ridiculous. Who's starting these things? I don't know. Pokemon Go switched to 8-bit graphics. That actually would be kind of cool. <laughs> That'd be very retro. Google Japan hasn't invented a way to let you swipe your finger on your regular old keyboard to draw <laughs> handwritten letters. <laughs> that actually seems like something they should do. Eventually they might. Razer isn't... Getting into nanobots. Okay. <laughs> sure. Uh, I'm going to move down here to pet-themed pranks. Children's Healthcare of Atlanta isn't also a vet's office now. Everywhere isn't a system for making sure your whole house smells like cat litter. Ew. <laughs> Why would you want your house to smell like cat litter? I don't know. With the way my cats go, I sure as hell wouldn't want that. Hmm. A stock photo site doesn't 
just do free cat photos now. Aww. Wag. And Glam Squad has the exact same prank idea as Petco. Some of these I don't even get. Sean's lost. No, this looks like a uh, title didn't go for this one. Because this is not pet themed. Uh, Disney didn't buy the WWE. Well, that's a shame. <laughs> Wouldn't you want to see The Undertaker wearing <laughs> Mickey Mouse ears? <laughs> He'll come down in his long leather jacket with a big tail coming out of the back. Yeah, Pluto. <laughs> he wear goofy pants. <laughs> Amazon's next headquarters will not be going to Mars. Maybe they should. <laughs> well, they plan on building some type of uh, life out there. For people here on Earth that wants to go live on Mars the rest of their life. Well, go ahead. See ya. Yeah. Stephen King isn't running for governor of Maine. Why isn't Stephen King governor of Maine? <laughs> Some of these, feel I feel like they should be true. They should be. Uh, this just in, Ferris Bueller isn't getting rebooted. Yeah, <laughs> now that surprises me, though. <laughs> They're doing everything else. Facebook isn't going to let you see who viewed your profile. Oh, they've had that rumor for years. <laughs> uh, viral pranks on kids. There's only a couple here. A kid got a, quote, Apple phone for Easter. Oh, I'm guessing it was an actual Apple. <laughs> <laughs> Either that or maybe apples in parentheses or quotes because uh, apples instead of eggs. No. Uh, grapes covered in chocolate egg wrappers. Kids went on an Easter egg hunt with no eggs to find. Ah, fuck you. <laughs> that is cruel. <laughs> it is, actually. Actually. Southwest Air isn't selling a virtual home assistant. Charmin didn't launch a coffee line. Huh. I assume it's the don't squeeze the Charmin type of Charmin. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> PlayStation isn't launching a board game. Why the fuck would they do that? <laughs> the Lion King isn't coming to Antarctica. Why would it? I'm assuming maybe like the Broadway version or something. I guess. Well, they're doing a live action Lion King movie. Ikea isn't coming out with a combination dog collar selfie stick. Ha! Ah. Or a phone holding bed pillow. Somebody would buy that shit. <laughs> oh, they would. Somebody would buy that. <laughs> this app won't teach you how to speak whale. <laughs> Damn. I had some whales contact me on my Fitbit. <laughs> Funko isn't selling a spray that will protect collector's boxes from damage. Aw. <laughs> if they did, you'd need a lot. I would. Siggy's uh, is not launching fermented shark yogurt. Since lately, we've been on the sharks. I guess. With Finn and Flipper. I guess. I'm going to stop right there. Okay. We do have a lot. I just wanted to throw some of those out tonight since they were mm. supposed to be April Fool's themed. Yeah. Some of them makes no damn sense to me. I Yeah, I'm like, I That's don't That's what get happens it. when you just print them out and just say, I'm just going to pick random ones. Okay. So if I bored anybody with that, I apologize. He doesn't really. Okay, so, because I never get tired of talking shit. Mm. Oh, yeah. We have fun talking shit. We do. 
So we're going to talk shit about some celebrities. I'm going to bring that back. Yeah. Some of these might be complimentary. Because I tried to mix some in. Most of them, they're assholes. <laughs> All right. So there we go. Mariah Carey. She gets, a, she gets away with being a diva because people love it when she slays people, but she's actually a huge bitch. Yes. She's constantly bringing down other women in the music industry. People hate working with her because her demands are too high. I would expect them to be. Mm. So is her ego. Keanu Reeves. Yay. A perfect example. People always notice him, but every interaction seems to be 100% positive and almost like organic. If you meet Keanu, and it was just supposed to happen that day. Seems like a real genuine laid-back guy. He seems it. So Keanu gets... I'm waiting for uh, the next Bill and Ted movie to come out. Yeah. Excellent! Mm. My mom used to work in a jeans store back in the 70s. Did she? Shortly after the Smokey and the Bandit came out. That's an awesome movie. <laughs> Burt Reynolds walked in wearing a cowboy hat and asked her to try some jeans on... And then bought a couple pairs. My mom said she was ringing him out and just couldn't help but say, take your hat off. He devilishly smiled and said, I only take my hat off for one thing. <laughs> Signed the receipt for her and she still has it to this day. One of her favorite stories to tell. That's in the movie, by the way. Do you ever take your hat off? I only take my hat off for one thing. <laughs> I know a guy who does lighting work for movies in Vancouver. Kiefer came by when they were filming 24 <laughs> and asked if he could get him weed Ooh. and if he was cool with him sleeping with my friend's wife. My friend was not cool with the idea of Kiefer Sutherland sleeping with his wife. <laughs> Kiefer, what's the matter with you? He wanted the bear actor to sleep with his wife. Ah, gosh golly. <laughs> You're not worthy. Ha. Ah. I know a guy who worked with James Corden who said he was the most entitled, arrogant dick he's ever met. He said stuff like, don't you know who I am? Oh, I and I could buy you to people who didn't do as he asked. First of all, if you are that much of an entitled prick that you're walking up to people saying, don't you know who I am? And I could buy you. Say like, no, apparently I don't. Then kick him in the dick. Don't you know who you are? <laughs> okay. Well, if you don't know, shit. Andy Dick is five hundred percent. Andy Dick is five hundred percent an asshole. Five hundred percent. Wow. And it's frustrating that we just kind of accept that and his eccentric troll persona. What's he his, been up to, anyways? I don't know. His Wikipedia page has something like eight or nine sexual harassment indecent cases, even one of which would have ended anyone else's career. Well, he does kind of look like a creeper. Hashtag me too. My granddad punched Michael Douglas in the face. I assumed it was well-deserved. <laughs> Good job. Sometimes I'd like to punch Michael Douglas in the face as well. I guess he has a punchable face. He's got a very punchable face. What can you say? Oh, and speaking of Michael Douglas, <laughs> I know for a fact Catherine Zeta-Jones is a bitch who treats regular people like complete shit in real life. I used to work at Mandalay Bay in 2002, and she expected you to wait hand and foot on her, and then zero tip for anything you did. And oversight is one thing, as we understand that happens with celebrities, but not to this extent. Jeremy Piven is also a major asshole. When I worked at a cafe in Brentwood back in 2005, he was notorious for being a dick to all the waitresses <laughs> there, so much so he had to be removed on more than one occasion. 
What a dick. What a dick. Well, you know what? Jeremy Piven. You know what? If you reach the level of fame, we'll say like Michael Douglas and like, he's kind of like an international star. People all over the world probably know who Michael Douglas is. Fucking Jeremy Piven? Like, what makes you think you're so fucking entitled? I wouldn't, I, well, I actually, I do know who Jeremy Piven is, but only because of uh, one thing that he did. One thing. One thing. One. What an ass. You're not that famous, Jeremy Piven. <laughs> Get off your high horse. Don't trip on the way down. The egos that build up with these people. Oh, here you go with him. Here you go. Here's something for you. Ooh. At Comic-Con some years ago, I saw Lou Ferrigno and asked if I could take a picture with him. Oh, boy. $20, he said. Oh, sorry. Can I just shake your hand? $10, he said. Wow. Oh, and I walked away and looked around bewildered until I turned my head and Eric Estrada was looking at me. I did finger guns to him and said, you're Eric Estrada. He zipped finger guns back at me and laughed. Yeah, I am. He's a good guy. <laughs> Asked Andy Samberg a question at Pineapple Express panel and he complimented my physique. Do you work out? You look like you work out. What a weird thing to say to somebody. At least it was nice. I guess. Last year, I did a catering job for a movie called I Feel Pretty. Aww. Holy fuck, that movie's coming out, like, this month. And Amy Ooh. Schumer was the main actress, and every day she would come in drunk and yell at everyone and always made production late. Yeah, no surprise there. Making the movie uh, takes a lot of time. Uh, it takes a lot longer to film than it should have, resulting in 16-hour days. Typically, shooting is 12-hour days. That's about how much time you need to try to get through one of her stand-ups. Oh, my God. Yes, Sean. Exactly. What is this, a two-hour stand-up? I'm going to need eight hours to try to get through this. At least. Tara, me, and Jay, uh, Joe try watching one together. Yeah. 20 was... minutes into it. Literally, we were all falling asleep together. It was abysmal. <laughs> we probably chuckled once. Yeah, she's she's kind of outlived her fame, I think. Move on, girl. Move on, girl. I love it. I think she's got engaged or something, so well, good. go take some time to yourself. Take some time to yourself. <laughs> Learn to be funny. Learn to be funny. Uh, it's not working for you. I'm friends with someone who worked on the set with Bruce Willis. An intern at one point went up to him and told him how much he loved and appreciated his work. Bruce smiled and said thank you. And as soon as the intern walked away, went to the guy's manager and proclaimed he would leave the set if the intern wasn't fired immediately. The kid was fired, and it's pretty fucked considering how much time and work he probably put in just to get to that point. Uh, Fuck you, Bruce Willis. I'm glad I don't want to go see your new movie, your remake. Oh, watch the original. It's much, much better. Uh, Kevin James, the actor from Paul Blart. Heard he won't even interact with his fans, and if he goes to a store, he has people go in before him and tell everyone to not even look at him. Well, what is a, with these people? They're all arrogant fucking pricks. What is with these people? It's like they don't know how to exist in the real world. No, they just want to feel bigger than they really are. Ah. 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 Vince Vaughn <laughs> and Kevin James were new. Oh, I hate Vince Vaughn. <laughs> He's so boring. He's as boring as Amy. <laughs> sure. <laughs> we're in New Haven, Connecticut during a movie promotional tour. Everyone that met them said they were total fucking assholes. Wait staff at restaurants would not 
uh, look at them and not address them directly. When a waitress asked what he would like to drink, Kevin James said, You were told not to talk to me. Someone went to say hi to Vince Vaughn while he was outside smoking a cigarette, and he just barked, Get the fuck away from me. Well, I'm glad we're letting everybody out here know what how they really are. <laughs> so we're trying to save you the embarrassment of the humiliation that they're going to give you. Oh, my gosh. Okay, Bob Dylan. I worked as a stagehand on the side when I had time, and Bobby is infamous for threatening to get a stagehand fired if any stagehands make eye contact with him. We weren't allowed to even be around when he's playing since we didn't pay for tickets even though it can take days to set things up properly. I also heard horror stories about Ariana, Gra- Ariana Grande. I don't know who that bitch is. Yeah, well, she's like a famous singer. Oh, good for and her. One day she made this joke about uh, uh, Americans and donuts when she was over in like Europe or something. Okay. And I guess it was taken out of content by us. That we that She said mm. something that wasn't on the video. No. Americans like donuts. I like donuts. I, you like donuts? I love them. There you go. Especially glazed. Give me a whole bag of those. <laughs> hey, Dunkin' Donuts, you want to sponsor us, please? Huh? Mm. I'm pleading again. I'll mm. even take honeydew. I like honeydew. Oh. <laughs> okay. Somebody, help. <laughs> Guy Fieri. Oh, I hope he's a douche. <laughs> My older sister used to work at a decently large cooking show as a producer. They traveled a lot. After hours, they're at a party. My sister is walking through one of the rooms with a friend of hers, and Guy calls her over to sit on his lap. (whistles) Guy is married, P.S. Yeah, baby. He already has another woman sitting on his lap who is not his wife. (laughs) His sister politely, (laughs) uh, I'm sorry, my sister politely refused. He started to give her shit, telling her she must not know who he is. She must be stuck up. She threw it right back in his face, and he responded with something akin to, You're funny. I like that. Have a drink with me. So he's got one woman on one leg. Yeah. And so he calls her over and says, hey, my other leg's cold. Come warm me. I need a warm body here. Yeah. You'll do. You'll do. Years ago, I was in a deli in Santa Monica, and Alec Baldwin came in with some girl. Oh, Alec Baldwin. It seemed like they were on some date. They sat down right next to me. He smiled and nodded. I smiled and nodded. Within the first 20 minutes... Probably 10 people came up to ask for an autograph to talk to him or to bug him. Each time, you could see his temper rise ever so slightly. Finally, he got mad at the waitress for the food taking so long and grabbed his date and left. It's got to be a real drag at times to be so recognized. The guy just wanted to have dinner with his date. Well, if you're going to be as much of a prick as all these people on this list, yeah, don't go in the TV, movies, or whatever. Yeah, I know. Don't the- go to Hollywood. I only got a couple more. Let's try to get through them. Adam Sandler and his family were having dinner at an oh, outdoor no. patio in New York City. We happened to see it as we uh, worked at the spot next to him. People would ask for his autograph, and he turned everyone down politely, saying, Sorry, man, my family and I are having dinner. Okay, couldn't you just tell him to come back? Exactly. Wait till you're done, then sign. Ah, I was waiting in a parking lot in L.A. after a concert to get my car, and the same line was John Ham. Ham. <laughs> Every time someone would ask him for a selfie, he'd say, "Nice to meet you, but no thank you." Holy prick! It was a very polite refusal. Refusal. Some people seem confused, though. Why is he thanking me? <laughs> He's being sarcastic. Yeah. 
He's trying to make it look polite. Yeah. Back in the 60s, Paul Newman filmed a movie in northern Wisconsin Hello, and came Norman. into a restaurant where my grandmother waited tables. He sat down in her section, and my grandma said he looked tired. When she came up to him, he looked up at her and said, I suppose you're here for an autograph, too. My grandma said, no, Mr. Newman, I'm not here for an autograph. I'm here for your order. She immediately, uh, she said he immediately became self-aware and apologized profusely. She said he was really nice to her and got a good laugh from what she said. She said she never asked for an autograph, but he left one nice tip. That could be better than an autograph. My friend's dad is a carpenter that builds movie sets. One time he was working on a movie set with The Rock. You, uh, you know what he did on his last day? Smell what The Rock is cooking? <laughs> Literally invited all crew members and their families over to the set, threw a giant pizza party, and spent the entire time joking around, taking pictures, signing autographs, and doing a Q&A with everyone. Pure class act. That's Dwayne Johnson, baby. <laughs> and the last He's one. He's got a lot of class. I, I think so. Wish we could meet him. And the last one. Danny DeVito is the most down-to-earth guy I've ever met. The Eminem. We ran into him in a lobby back when he first joined Always Sunny in Philadelphia and was promoting it. He talked to us for a few minutes and said he loves seeing his fans. I wished I watched Sonny sooner because I barely knew who he was at the time, and I regret not saying anything. I was a shy kid. He really doesn't know Danny from anything else? I was just thinking that. I'm like, he was fucking in Batman. What the fuck? He was in Batman. He was in Twins. Yeah. I like the dramatic pause. <laughs> we were like, oh, and the hush falls over the crowd. Hush, hush. Yes. Okay, what else we got? Were you going to do a thing? <clears throat> Let's see. I figured I'd mention this real quick. Linda Carter, who was the original Wonder Woman, recently mm -hmm. got her uh, star on the Walk of Fame. Everybody's getting them now. Yeah. Mark Hamill's recently got his. And yeah. Everybody that should have got them like 15, 20 years ago is finally getting them. Good. There's a wonderful new addition to the Hollywood Walk of Fame. <laughs> original Wonder Woman star Linda Carter received a star on the Walk of Fame Tuesday. That depends on when you hear this. <laughs> <laughs> so today is April 6th, so backtrack from there. Honoring her 50-plus years in the show business, the 66-year-old star has worked as an actress, singer, and pageant queen. Oh. But she's best known, of course, for playing the superhero and feminist icon on the 1970s show Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman! <laughs> Fittingly, Carter... Pay tribute to her most famous role by striking a Wonder Woman's iconic pose at the ceremony. See page one. Ah. Yeah, you can hold that up for the video. Uh, CBS CEO Les Moonves was on hand to help present Carter with her star, along with director Patty Jenkins, who helmed in the 2017 Wonder Woman movie. Quote, it was Linda's portrayal of Wonder Woman that made me fall in love with her because her Wonder Woman made me believe that I could have whatever I wanted. <laughs> I can see what's going on next to me. The corner of my eye. Yeah, I'm just being stupid. <laughs> and even more importantly, it made me unashamed to want it. Jenkins told the audience she wasn't afraid to be soft while uh, being tough. She wasn't afraid to be as loving as she was strong and wasn't afraid to love being a woman and celebrate her Femininity, all while kicking ass and changing the world. 
I see. Uh, the new Wonder Woman also played tribute to Carter on Twitter, writing, quote, Thank you for your loving kindness shared by the sisterhood of Wonder, the women of Wonder. All right, moving on. <laughs> Take a deep breath. <laughs> we're now moving into kicking it old school territory. Yes, so if we're talking kicking it old school, there should be music playing for the audio podcast, not you video people. For the audio podcast, right? Fucking here. Maybe here. Definitely here. <laughs> But probably fading out here. Hopefully. Well, if if the world serves its purpose, yes. All right. So for this one, most valuable toys from your childhood. So if you're actually actually lucky enough to still have some original stuff from your childhood, you might be in luck financially. You might be sitting on a gold mine. Yeah, especially if you got this first one here. All right, let's do it. 1978 Luke Skywalker action figure. Ooh. Uh, when the Japanese designer and founder of a bathing ape decided to offload his Star Wars collection, he turned to Sotheby's, whatever that is. The total haul of the 20. 20- it's an auction house. Oh yeah. Sotheby's. 2015 auction. Yep. You're right. I didn't know. <laughs> Um, I know a lot about a little. <laughs> <laughs> the auction came to over a half a million dollars and included... Holy balls. This as um, this as new boxed Luke Skywalker figure. Okay. One of only 20 that are out there. Other MVP star, star Wars action figures from the sale included Canadian and Hungarian versions of Bubba Fett, which sold for $6,250 and $15,000, respectively. But if you got the original Luke Skywalker figure, yeah. which there was two versions, and I'm sure this, they're talking about the original with the yellow hair. Yep. You're talking twenty five grand. $25,000. Doesn't that make your ass twitch? <laughs> I'm $25,000? Sure, I'm sure that's mint in the package. Oh, probably, yeah. I'm sure you'll get like half of it for a mint figure that's not in the package. Yeah. Uh, next one, Peanut Royal Blue Elephant Beanie Baby. <laughs> They're talking the uh, uh, price on it for $5,000. Mm-hmm. Wow. Due to a man. For a freaking huh? Beanie Baby. Mm-hmm. You just collect them and you wouldn't think, oh, this ain't going to be much. Hmm. Guess what? Due to a manufacturing error. Only 2,000 of these royal blue, quote, peanut elephants were fabricated with a darker color than the originally intended. Now it's the most collectible Beanie Baby in existence and sells for as much as $5,000. Other valuable versions include Humphrey the Camel, which is valued around 2000 and the 1997 Princess Diana Beanie Baby. Mm-hmm. I didn't know there was one. Me neither. Uh, next, Pez dispensers. Very, the prices vary. I have some. Um, Probably none that are worth money. <laughs> <Let's see. laughs> fiends. Sugar fiends. Sugar fiends. Okay. Yeah. Just want to make sure I'm reading that right. Oh yeah. Uh, we'll be delighted to know that even that old candyless Pez dispenser might be worth something someday. In 2006, a dispenser known as the Astronaut B 
The Bee. What? Created for the 1982 World's Fair, made major bank. Selling on eBay for $32,000. What? But yet, not many people are buying my shit that I put up there for less than 100 or less than 50. But someone has 32 grand to spend on a freaking Pez dispenser. Some people just have money they want to give away. Give it to me. Give it to us. Shit. I will take your money. Gladly. You won't have to tell me twice. (laughs) Other collectible dispensers include the Mickey Mouse soft head dispenser. Ah, soft head. (laughs) Sorry. 1955 Santa Claus head dispenser and the Pez gun. The Pez gun? I don't know. Interesting. Anybody out there have the original Monopoly game that came out? No. And if you do, is it in great condition? Because you can score about $146,500 for it. Are you dicking me right now? I wish I was, Tara. (laughs) (laughs) What the hell? For a Monopoly game. This is why, too. Okay. Well, let's hear it. I'm going to do this like Trump. You gotta watch the video because my hand movement's gonna be going. An original hand drawn oil cloth version of the Monopoly game in 1933. Yeah. Owned by the game's inventor, Charles Darrell. It sold for $146,500 at the auction house in 2011. Oh my God. Nearly doubled its expected price. But even if you don't have such a rare version of this beloved game, Vintage versions from the 1930s have sold for 3125 And limited editions sell for hundreds on eBay. What the what? I don't know. I'm sad. Yep, I wish I had a lot of this shit too. <laughs> I still got um, original Star Wars figures. Yeah. But of course, none of them's in the package because my brother and I used to use them. Yeah. And the the uh, Luke Skywalker I have does not have the yellow hair. He's got the brownish hair, ah. which was the second version. It's supposed to be a lighter, uh, well, like a darker blonde, mm-hmm. darker blonde. Uh, action comics, action comics. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to read this too quick. Number one, ready? Okay. Action comics number one, three point two million. What? No, I'm not dicking you this time. Either. <laughs> what? The most expensive comic ever sold on eBay, this pristine 1938 edition, went up for auction in 2014 to staggering results. Apparently so. Why the frenzy? It's the comic that first introduced Superman to the world. Ah. Uh. There are fewer than 50 in existence worldwide. Okay. I can see it, but that's an awful lot of money just for a comic book. So who has $3.2 million to spare? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Not me. I would have a lot less problems, I can tell you that right now. Wondar, W-U-N-D-A-R, He-Man. Oh. $1,000. Son of a bitch. Also, <laughs> also known as Naked with a Loincloth He-Man. What? <laughs> I didn't know him that way. Put a loincloth on it. <laughs> What's the matter with you? For Christ's sakes, cover yourself. This, 
this brawny action figure was a giveaway that came with the purchase of Wonder Bread in the 1990s. Wonder Bread? What? <laughs> if you saved it, you're in luck. Your love of the white bread could pay off <laughs> thanks to the wonder of eBay. He's so white bread. <laughs> Fisher prices push cart Pete for three thousand dollars. You can get them. Jesus. If they're in mint condition, vintage, vintage. Take three. <laughs> take four. <laughs> take five. Vintage Fisher Price toys can make a mint. This nine-inch nineteen thirty-six pull toy is expected to rake in up to three thousand dollars. Not bad. Since it originally retailed for fifty cents. Son of a bitch. Mm-hmm. First edition of Where Are Where the Wild Things Are. Hmm. Never heard of it, but okay. It's a book. <laughs> In twenty twelve, he signed nineteen sixty three first edition of the classic children's book sold on abooks.com. Yeah. Which is not sponsoring us. <laughs> Would they like to? <laughs> Message. <laughs> the condition of the book was especially remarkable because, as parents know all too well, picture books rarely survive without rips, smudges, and smears. Oh, yeah. Damn straight. Lionel's Pennsylvania, quote, Trailblazer train set. $1,100. Jesus. I'm going to start to look around my room. <laughs> I must have something that's worth money. Check your basement. Check your attic. Check your closet. Man, I need to sell some shit. This electric train set evoke a bygone era and are now made with 21st century technology. But if you happen to find an original lying in your attic, like I just said, (laughs) check if it's the 1934 standard gauge version, which could be worth as much as $250,000. Shit. <sighs> I didn't collect trains, so there's very very little chance that I will have a Lionel train in my collection. First edition Barbie. Ah. Retailing around $23,000. Jesus. You can buy a car if you have a Barbie. <laughs> How much for that Lamborghini? Trade me this Barbie. <laughs> oh, I got a deal for you. Let me get my Barbie out. Have I got a deal for you. Barbie may have recently undergone a makeover, but for some collectors, the classic hourglass-shaped 1959 version will always be the one and only. Originals, complete with zebra-striped swimsuits, and is sweeping up due retail from around 8000 to 23000 now, this one doesn't have a price, but it says price to vary. Oh. Price will vary. Vintage Atari cartridges. I have some. Somewhere. Tab and I do too, but I bet they probably want them like packaged or whatever. Yeah. In truth, it's stranger than fiction twist in urban legend that Atari has buried hundreds of its games in the New Mexico desert in it's 1983. True. Turned out to be true. It's true. If you go on to uh, Netflix that you stream on TV, there should be a documentary about that. I think it... Uh, Sorry. I think it uh, 
That's an icon of like the old E.T. game. That was worth it just to make you crack. <laughs> worth it. Uh, 881 recovered cartridges were sold, totaling 107,000 in proceeds. Individually, yeah. the more rare and popular games can go for hundreds of dollars on eBay. Wow. <sighs> I pissed about this one too because I had one. Original Furby. Furby. Nine hundred dollars. Wow. And I think a long time ago I sold mine and I probably got like twenty five thirty for it. You got railed. I got raped. Ha. <laughs> Somebody was dicking you. <laughs> I didn't hold on to it long enough. Yeah. These furry interactive toys came on the scene in nineteen ninety eight. If you're holding on to an early version in an unopened box, you could expect to fetch around nine hundred dollars. Eat a dick. <laughs> Game Boy. The price range between seven hundred and fifty dollars to fifteen hundred dollars. Did you have one? No. Before we were obsessed with our cell phones. God, I hate that. Hmm. Wish people would put their phones down. No. Live life. No. <laughs> and there, one. There's people out there, Sean. <laughs> Interact. No. I'm scared. <laughs> uh, we wild away the hours on Nintendo's handheld game system which was first released in the U.S. in 1989. These days, mint-conditioned Game Boys go for hundreds, and if you have a special edition like the Game Boy Lite, you're looking to get around $1,500. Jeez. Oh, boy, this one's fun. Oh, I'm going to be upset. Mm. Hmm. I think me and maybe our friend Joe will. (laughs) Ready, Joe? Here we go. (laughs) <laughs> what do you know? Original Transformers action figures. Prices vary. Hasbro entered... Uh, not introduced, sorry, I'm reading this too quick. Produced the first line of these transforming robot action figures in 1984. Yeah. Gee, what a coincidence. It's when the cartoon came out. Hmm. If you were lucky enough to keep the originals in their box... Bullshit. Like any of us thought to do that. Nope, not back then we didn't. They can be worth way more than the original value. Ready, Joe? Optimus Prime figures in pristine packaging. Listed on eBay for upwards of $2,000. About 100 times more than the original sticker price. Okay, I had an Optimus Prime. I did too. And I'm thinking without the box, he should at least go for 1000 bucks. Yep. I sold all mine to some guy that my dad found in an ad on a paper. I had Bumblebee. Yep. I had Rampage. Was, no, no, not Rampage. Ravage. Who's a little kitty? I still get Ravage. Who's a little kitty? Is that Ravage? Yeah. That's the one I had. That one's on my bureau right now. I had like three Dinobots. I had Grimlock. He was my favorite. Oh. um, I had Prowl. He Was he the cop car? I believe. I had Prowl. Yeah. And a couple other ones. I was really bad on the names. Mm-hmm. I knew them by the the car. I was like, oh, I had that guy. I'm so pissed about. I never had. Uh, I was never able to get Megatron. I had him. Did you? Mm-hmm. He was hard to find. 
And he was a gun, too. My mom's a very anti-gun. <laughs> so there's no way I could have had Megatron in the house. I hate the fact that they won't ever make him a gun anymore. I know. It's so sad. What can you do? <sighs> Times they are a-changing, my friend. Quickly. I had all the He-Mans, too. I had, like, just about every He-Man guy. Well, My that... mom gave all that shit away. On that note, let's move to this one. Okay. Masters of the Universe, Eternia playset. Nice. I had, um... Do you have that? I had Castle Grayskull. Oh. Well, if you had the Eternia playset, you can get $1,900 for it. Wow. I don't know what Grayskull would be worth. I don't know. I actually took care of my shit. I wasn't one of those kids who was like, <laughs> Like, I take care of my stuff. Described by one eBay seller as the, quote, holy grail of Masters of the Universe toys, yeah. this battleground where you're He-Man and Skeletor. Action mm-hmm. figures might have fought, now fetches around $1,900. Oh, man. If it's still in the box, untouched. Wow. Good luck on that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but man, I had I had fucking all those guys. Okay. Oh, it really bothers me. 1982 Skeletor action figure. Yeah. One thousand six hundred. Oh, come the fuck on. Fifty dollars. Really? Yep. He man. Just for Skeletor. Yeah. I want to say the first one, first version. Yeah. He-Man's evil nemesis, Skeletor, is the most popular action figure from Masters of the Universe world. Yeah? No shit. <laughs> Fans are willing to pay upwards of $1,500 for an inbox, oh mint condition, 1982 original of the Skulled Villain. Wow. Who really has that? Not to spend on a toy. Who has the figure still mint in package? I don't know of anybody who would have that. I'd say if anyone does, they're probably like locked up in some dungeon in their house <laughs> behind glass. I had a bunch of the... I played with Strawberry Shortcakes, too. I had a bunch of those. Not a lot of them. I had a bunch of Care Bears, too. I had a huge bag full of Smurf figurines. <laughs> I used to play with little, the little Smurfs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was looking ahead for any other... I room. bet I could have sold those for a good mint. <laughs> yeah. I may still have one. I think he's a little cowboy Smurf. <laughs> I don't know. I got a, I got a tote. I oh. only have like a couple totes downstairs, but what's up? I'm jumping to this one. All right. Vintage strawberry shortcake dolls. Four hundred to six hundred dollar range. Are you kidding, man? Come on. Who didn't adore strawberry shortcake and all her adorable little bitch friends? Her bitch ass friends. <laughs> what's up, bitch cupcake? With dessert-themed names. The original dolls were released in 1980s and now huh? command between $400 to $600 for characters oh, man. still housed in their box. Uh, they definitely weren't in the box because I you know, I was a little kid. I played with them. The thing about strawberry shortcake that was cool Probably was that like they sm- they smelled like dessert. The, the, their names. Like mm-hmm. the strawberry shortcake smelled like strawberries and Snossages. all these other things. Snossages? <laughs> Snossage cake. <laughs> um, Gem and the hologram dolls. There you go, Sam. Ah. I know you're a big gem fan. Seven hundred bucks. 
Wow. Girls of the 80s all love this cartoon rocker. <laughs> and the prices of these dolls currently fetched are truly, truly outrageous indeed. Hmm. Gem dolls can sell up to $700 with accessories and related toys, selling for similarly high prices. Oh, boy. I'm trying to think of what else I had. I think that was it in terms of like... You know. Did you have Mario Kart 64? No. If you do, you can get $750 for it. Just for Mario Kart? Yep. It's one of the Nintendo's most beloved games. Mint condition vintage cartridge of Mario Kart 64 can now sell around $750. Jay has the little Nintendo robot. I don't think Was that Robbie the Robot or something? No. I forget. I'm just saying. I'm just making conversation, Sean. (laughs) Doesn't have to be on the list. Uh, Let's see. Cabbage Patch dolls. Various prices. I had a Cabbage Patch. Doll collectors adore Cabbage Patch kids. First created by Xavier Roberts in 1978. Pat and Joe Proce are the world's most obsessive Cabbage Patch doll collectors. Having amassed over 5,000 dolls. Why? They house an in-custom-built Maryland Museum. You can buy them all for a cool $360,000. Why? If you're more than a casual fan, there's also an official collector's club with an annual membership of $35. Why? I don't know. I had the little... Um, I didn't know. They, they expanded the Cabbage Patch thing. And they had like... I don't know. They were little animals. Cabbage Patch animals. I remember I had like a little horse. I think he was <laughs> horsey. Yeah, he was brown. You know my one of my favorite things ever, and I fucking I don't know. He went into a bag in the basement, and I think he got <laughs> thrown away. Was my pet monster? Oh yeah. I fucking loved my pet monster. My guy had the uh, he even had the handcuffs. Mm-hmm. You could break away. He was just big. It was. You guys don't know what My Pet Monster is. It was like this big, fuzzy, ogre-looking thing, I guess. Almost like an oversized animal from the Muppets. Yeah, yeah, kind of. He kind of looked like he would have been on the Muppet Show. Like he was mutated. and. Yeah, he just looked weird. He... But he was fuzzy and cute, I guess. Blue. Yeah, he's very blue. <laughs> well, mine was blue. I don't know the if they came in. Blue my sweatshirt. I don't know if they came in other colors. But um. I remember trying to oh. look up some on uh, eBay for you. Yeah, like it's just that ago. I don't, I mean, if I could find one at a reasonable price, it's just that I don't want to pay like 80 bucks mm-hmm. for a My Pet Monster. I can't justify it. No. Especially where I might be laid off. <laughs> <laughs> I have to explain that to my creditors. Well, I really wanted this My Pet Monster thing. Since we're on the lines of that type of uh, toy. Yeah. Teddy Ruxpin. Oh, boy. You put a little Led Zeppelin tape in Teddy Ruxpin, <laughs> watch him rock out. Uh, this beloved animat- animatronic bear quote reads kid stories to yeah reads kid stories thanks to thanks to I can't fucking talk right now hey hey mama send away you ma- <laughs> now I'm just gonna sing Led Zeppelin all day this beloved animatronic bear quote yeah. reads kid stories thanks to an audio cassette which we grew up with cassettes yeah uh cassette player built into its back these days the bear on top-notch condition 
can be had for around five hundred dollars. Wow. Yeah. I don't know. I don't. I don't remember how much he sold for originally, but that's a lot of money mm-hmm. for a little bear. Did you have light bright? Of course, I had light bright. I did too. Yay! <laughs> you could uh, buy the. Uh, you could buy the templates, and you know follow the template, or you could do your own. Yeah. There are many ways you could go with Lightbright, and they were all fantastic. First marketed in 1967, this toy allowed children to create glowing art by filling small, colorful plastic pegs into an illuminated board. Full sets go for well over $100, and Lightbright cubes can sell for about $350. Wow. Sometimes I wish I had one. A Lightbright? Yeah. Oh. If you want, you know, you want to. Not be bothered. You can put the sign, make up your own sign that says fuck off. <laughs> put <laughs> it just, in the window. I've been seeing that in all colors. Yeah. <laughs> you really get the message. I guess, yeah. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, 1980s action yeah. figures. These, quote, heroes in a half shell. Turtle Bow. <laughs> First made appearance as comic book characters in 84. A right. popular animated series soon followed in 87. Pretty much every kid's birthday we attended in the late 80s was turtle-themed. <laughs> yeah. And plenty of the action figures were gifted. In mint condition, these figures can go for about $550 a piece. Wow. With rare pieces being offered as high as 5000 Wow. Lick my butt. <laughs> <laughs> I did not expect Sean to say that. <sighs> I did not expect you to say that. That was good. Uh, Pokemon cards. First okay. published in Japan in 1996. Pokemon trading mm-hmm. cards have a huge following and rare cards. Mm, yes. Yeah. Mm, yes. You can go for wildly high prices. Mint condition Pikachu card can be on sale for $100,000. Wow. And other cards can fetch similar expensive sums. Uh. Vintage color forms. I fucking loved color forms. I had a Dukes of Hazzard one. I had a Snoopy one. Um, I think I had a Scooby-Doo one as well. I loved color forms. Color forms, I'm sure he's going to describe it in the thing, but just in case it's not, color forms were like this. It had a, um, it came with, a, it was a background, right? So mm-hmm. you picture just like a basic background. Mm-hmm. And these little things that are almost like stickers. Mm-hmm. But you could just peel them off and just reuse them. Like they they stuck to the background. <laughs> Not permanently, but just they peeled off. And eventually, wow. as time goes on, they don't really stick at all. Yeah, well, you, you could lick them. <laughs> you just, yeah, and then plop. After I just said lick my butt. Yeah, I know, it's gross. <laughs> I liked um, Shrinky Dinks, too. <laughs> Which I know, just get all your perverted jokes out. Shrinky dinks with these little things. Is it cold out? Yeah. You just come out of the pool. Shrinkage. <laughs> and you color them, and then you put them in the oven, and they shrink. Mm. Hence the name. Just can't eat them. You don't eat them. No, they're just for show. Then they turn. The they they once you cook them in the oven, they become this, this extremely hard plastic. <laughs> but we were talking about color forms, which are awesome. And they're still around today. You can actually find some color forms. Can you? So, yeah. No, I'm, I'm in the stores. I don't really look for them. Well, you don't think That's to. why I wouldn't know. 
You wouldn't think to, but and they're out it's there. It's going to be a little hard to go out and look for them since all the fucking Toys R Us stores are closing. Oh, I know. Uh, given the current popularity of this adult coloring book, it's no <laughs> surprise that old school color forms with the colorful backgrounds and reusable stickers are in demand. Toy Helper carries a wide variety around the $250 mark. Oh, boy. With 80s themes ranging from Gremlins to Masters of the Universe to Michael Jackson. Really? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Oh boy. Okay. That's cool. Hmm. Colophones are cool. Yeah, they are. Boba Fett action figure. Oh... Ranged between two thousand to five thousand. Oh, what? Yep. Get out. What? Given the franchise's massive popularity, it's a safe bet that vintage Star Wars merchandise will command some of the highest prices in the galaxy. Oh, that's very funny. Bounty Hunter Boba Fett is amongst the most popular action figure in the films, with mint condition inbox versions selling as much as five grand. Jesus. You and I are in the wrong business. Oh, I wish I could get in a DeLorean and tell myself to save my shit. <laughs> no! Don't open it, kid! Don't open it! Play with it in the package. Play with it in the package. But be hey. gentle! Oh, be gentle! <laughs> Don't ruin the package! Oh my god. Uh, G.I. Joe action figures and accessories. Hasbro G.I. Joe has been around since 1964. Remains a uh, favorite for large base collectors. Vintage vintage Joes. Not our friend Joe. And their accessories run a broad range price. With enemy organization Cobra accessories among the most popular in this quote missile command center. Which alone is priced at $17,500. Disgusting. While some individual figures are set as high as $10,000. I hope you folks out there aren't depressed. Because <laughs> this is depressing. If you're in our generation, you're depressed as hell. I know it. A prototype G.I. Joe toy soldier, which is also an 80s song. Step <laughs> by step. <laughs> made in 1963. Sold on eBay for over two hundred thousand dollars in two thousand three. Wow, who are these people that are pissing all this money away on these toys? I don't know. Ooh, read that one. Read the book. Read the book. Time life. Happy Meal toys. Yeah. For McDonald's. McDonald's Happy Meals have come with toys since nineteen seventy nine, so it's no wonder. There's a following of collectors that love these pint-sized playthings. On eBay, you'll find collections like this one of all Disney-themed characters, priced around $300, oh. which doesn't really say what type of Disney-themed character, or this one of the Peanuts characters, priced at $90. Wow. I have a bunch of the Garfield ones. They did a Garfield Happy Meal thing. They got Snoopy right now. I know. <laughs> Snoopy. We were just there earlier. You sure got a Happy Meal. I know. But I'm an adult. Maybe. Well, so? 
<laughs> you still get a hamburger and a small fry. That's what's in the fucking Happy Meal. <laughs> <laughs> the only difference is it comes in a little, a little cute box. <laughs> Sean, you leave the cute box out of this. <laughs> so maybe uh, that's what we should be doing. Getting these damn toys and putting them aside. I don't know. Maybe in 20 years from now, we can get a couple hundred dollars for them. Last one on this list, Vintage Super Soaker Water Guns. They took the water fights to the next level, and vibrant colored aqua guns are still in high demand. Uh, models from the 1990s start around $150 and can go for as much as $500 in mint condition. Oh, boy. I don't know what to say to all that. That's that's a you know, lot. We're supposed to be doing a happy show here. This does not make me happy. <laughs> this is the opposite of happy. <laughs> this is upsetting. It's the only way I can be happy right now. Uh, yeah, watch, watch the video version. Hello. <laughs> I know it. Um, We have the video version of the podcast up on YouTube if you want to check that out. Uh, we have these. Well, we might little... have the, whole, the whole thing. I don't know if we're going to have the whole thing of this show. Because something might have screwed up. I've been having some major technical difficulties with the equipment that I use to uh, to record the video of the show. So I'm going to keep my fingers crossed that something came out. Um, so if it did, you can check it out on YouTube. <laughs> we also have uh, these location videos. We go around interesting places in Massachusetts and film us being stupid. And put that up on YouTube. Um... You can listen to the podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher. Stitcher. Uh, the audio version is cough-free. <laughs> <laughs> I edited out all my coughs. I'm sick. I'm sorry. Poor YouTube. Yeah, I know. Well, you know, no, it's free. Yay. You want to pay me? I'll edit out the coughs. <laughs> all right? Then she'll take the time. Then I'll take the time. What can I say? Yeah. What can I say? Okay. Um, before I start coughing again, I'm going to shut up now. Um, thank you for joining us. Thank you, as always. Yes. You've been fantastic. You're always fantastic. I've been mediocre. Yes, you have been mediocre. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we will be, blah, blah, blah. we will be back next week. Sean's got something to tell you. <laughs> That's all, folks. <laughs> have a good everything. And go check your attics and basements. Hmm. You find anything that was on this list? Bring in more. end <laughs> <laughs> maybe i will sean <laughs>